Welcome to the Keeping Kids Safe podcast. My name is Karen Cohn. I am the co-founder of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. This is your number one resource for all things related to your child's emotional, physical, and social well-being. Now I'd like to introduce my co-host and my friend, the Executive Director of the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety, Megan Ferraro. Hi, Megan. Hi, Karen. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good. It's so good to be here with you today. I know. We are sitting here at the National Water Safety Conference in Fort Worth, Texas, with one of my most favorite people on the planet, Nancy Baker. And I actually just named her the mother of drain entrapment. If that's okay. I'll take it. (laughs) I'm a mother of many. (laughs) So Nancy Baker is the mother of Virginia Graham Baker, for whom the Virginia Graham Baker Pool and Spa Safety Act was passed. And she lives in a in a village in the mid coast of Maine with twenty eight hundred people. And she's involved in local politics, and she's protecting open space, and she's an artist. And she was my inspiration for starting the uh, Zach Foundation. And welcome, Nancy. So happy to be here with you. Oh, it's good to be here. Wow. (laughs) And I don't know if I was the inspiration for your starting it. I think Zach was the inspiration for your starting the foundation. But, oh, my goodness, have you taken it and... You know, um, I'm more like the grandmother of drain drain entrapment. You're the mother (laughs) of it because look at what you've done. (laughs) You're the mother and the adolescent of it. You do it with the adolescent energy. So really, it's a privilege. Yeah, thank you so much. So we're so excited to be here and to be talking about how we have evolved, right? That we, Megan and I were saying that We've gotten some stakeholders now that are involved that hadn't been before, but I don't know if you, do you want to share your, do you feel comfortable sharing your story or do you want to talk about just your work, whatever you're most comfortable with? Um, I'm comfortable with everything, okay, with whatever we discuss. I mean, not like math. I won't discuss math. I'm not comfortable in that arena. Okay. But if it has to do with, you know, parenting or advocacy, or certainly the story, if it's helpful to, um, you know, your, um, um, is it followers of podcasts? I am such a dinosaur or what are we? Listeners of podcasts. Um, Listeners and followers. We want both. So whatever you believe that, um, you know, would, would interest them and benefit them, um, you know, who you, I'll discuss anything you'd like. So, sure. Okay. Well, our, we, so the Zach Foundation is called the Zach Foundation for Children's Safety. So we try to, through the podcast, reach families that have children. Um, and Megan gives her perspective from the younger age children, since she's a mom of four children aged 11 and under. And with a full-time job, okay. With a full-time Hello, job. Hello, hero. <laughs> <laughs> and should I say five children? Sorry. Um, let's and, say five. Let's say five. And um, and then me giving my perspective from having older children. And we love having guests like yourself on to just enrich the conversation. 
And so since we're here at this water safety conference and the Virginia Graham Baker Pool and Spa Safety Act was named after your daughter Graham, maybe we can start by talking about that. And we could also, you know, I'd love to talk about how you and I met and and then, uh, well, here we are almost I'd love 15 to do that. years later okay. that you so, and I met each other. And here we are. Yeah. Um, I, uh, well, I'll just, I'll, you know, tell the story a, l- yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. as quickly as I can. And no if rush. I go on too long, no rush. the floor will open up and I'll drop into <laughs> whatever's beneath into the us abyss. here at the <laughs> Worthington Renaissance Hotel. So, um, uh, let's see. Um, I'll just, here's what happened. Here's why I'm together with you. And um, in 2002, um, uh, as, as a personal background, I, my ex-husband, now ex-husband and I were separated. So my family, we were going through an emotionally difficult time to begin with. Um, he was overseas on business. Um, my five daughters and I were invited to a graduation party. My eldest daughter was 18, graduating from high school. We go to this party for a large public high school. Not everybody, you know, at the school or in the class, but um, very large gathering in a backyard. And my uh, youngest were uh, twins. They were seven and a half. Um, First grade had ended two days before. Um, Everybody was out of school, so I had twins that were seven and a half, then I had an 11-year-old, then I had a 16-year-old, and then I had a wild sewing her oats 18-year-old, okay? (laughs) And um, we were all invited to this backyard party, you know, wear suits, pools open. Uh, Attached to that pool was a little spa, you know, with a a spillway where the water is shared, Um, but the spa itself was painted dark, kind of like a lagoon, and um, was bubbling. It had, you know, the mechanism for jacuzzi bubbles. So um, we were all around the pool. There must have been 200 people. There was off on the side of the yard a place where you could get burgers and stuff. Um, And uh, all of my kids were in the pool. There was a slide. There was no one sole lifeguard for this event. There were tons of kids in the pool. Um, and um, I was standing next to the pool, not the spa, but the pool. And a woman, you know, who I didn't know, said, Where, who are your children? And I said, well, there's that one who's graduating, this one, and here's the lemon, here's... Jackie, and then I didn't see my daughter Graham. And, you know, I made an assumption that, of course, and anybody who's ever had anything happen that they deeply, deeply regret, what you do is think, how could this have played out differently? What could I have done? What if? The great what if. And I said to her, well, she must have gone inside to use the bathroom just my assumption I mean she's seven and a half she was in the swim team she was on the dive team actually I still have her medal from the dive team um and uh where she won 
pop diver. I just want to sort of shout out to her. She was at the Aww. Hamlet Swim Club. She was the champion diver in the first grade and under. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> you know, I never knew that. Yes, wow. she was a lovely diver. Aww. And um, so uh, I made an assumption that Sweet Graham had gone inside. Right, because... She because was seven and a half years see. old. She was seven and a half years old. We had a backyard pool. I knew she could swim. And I looked across the water, and, and what I didn't do was think anything about what was happening in that spa. Right. Why would you? Um, I, at the time, I wouldn't have. Right. And everything's changed now. But um, So all of a sudden, and I was talking with someone, and all of a sudden one of my daughters ran up and with this look in her eyes that I'll never forget, mommy, mommy, you know, Graham's in the hot tub, Graham's in the hot tub. And I went over and I stood over and I said, what do you mean Graham's in the hot tub? And, I mean, she was panicked. And so I dove in and um, she was at the bottom of the hot tub and I couldn't get her out. I mean, I couldn't lift her. I, I, I actually, I could not understand what was happening. And, um, and I couldn't pull her and I certainly couldn't imagine that she was injured or in any way that her life was in jeopardy right or had already been taken right. and so finally you know I kept coming up for air screaming for help and two men got in and they pulled her out when they pulled her out it the whole drain cover you know the whole mechanism cracked and um, unfortunately they uh, you know they took her to the local hospital, and she didn't survive. And so, um, you know, life was a different, it was a different life. Right. Um, and I uh, kind of, you know, this divorce got finalized. Um, I was trying to get some equilibrium for my girls, which, you know, as you know, Karen, Megan, it's just hard. It just takes time. But I did have this strange uh, interest in, and I'd do it at night, and I'd kind of Google entrapment once I knew what it actually was. And my um, uh, former father-in-law, James Baker, had said to me at her funeral, he said, you know, Nan, do something about this. I'll help you, but do something about this. And I didn't even know what that, do something about what, and what is this? Right. And he said, Barbara Walters did a story on this several years. Somehow he was aware of it. Maybe somebody sent it to him. Right. But she had, what was her show, 2020? Barbara Walters, 20, yeah. I mean, that really ages so. all of us, okay? Yeah. But we could probably find it. It's archived <laughs> right. somewhere on a, right. you know, old VHS tape. Um, but anyway, she had done a story on entrapment. I didn't see it. It was certainly nothing that you know, um, was common knowledge. So um, I didn't, you know, I listened to him, and, and, and of course, you know, I mean, he was devastated in tears and, all of us were, and I didn't think about it too much. But then I began to look into, well, what is this? Right. And why didn't I know about it? And it was mostly just what I did. Did Google exist then, Karen? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you could Google, or maybe I did it some other way. I'm not sure. But um, whatever it was, what came up was um, 
uh, a few stories about um, uh, a little girl, Valerie Lakey, who was injured in North Carolina. And um, who's who was it that ran with um, uh, John Kerry? It's Vice John Edwards, Edwards represented that family. And um, she, this little girl survived, but with devastating injuries because mm-hmm. she was eviscerated on the drain. So all the articles that I saw about it were about that case. And um, some little mention of it with the CPSC. And then, so I just got interested in why, and, and the fact that there were drain covers available that prevented hair, body, entrapments. And so I began to just ask myself in the eternal what if right world, right. what if you know, there had been a different drain cover at that graduation party? And because they are available, why not? Right. Hey, I just, it was like seemed, of course, like, why would you not have that when it's available when the alternative is that you have what I saw and what and the hell that my daughter experienced? Right. And your son. And your whole and family. And too many other kids. And, um, and Valerie Lakey. So, um, I um, just began to look into it, and I was like, well, why it, it was recommended that they be used. And I was like, why don't they demand it? Right. When it saves lives. So I started right. asking why questions. Isn't it required? Why isn't it required? Yes. Why are these other ones even available? And then I started this weird kind of thing where I'd go into pool shops and look at what was there. Just me. Kind of, well, here's another one. You know, mm-hmm. somebody, I, I know that could take a child's life. I know an adult could die on that. I know. So I then began to, I don't know how, whether I Googled or what I did, but I found this organization, Safe Kids Worldwide, that was dedicated to um, preventing uh, injury, accidental injury and death with children. And I thought, well, maybe they'd be interested. And so I went, I got an appointment with them. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met Alan Korn. Yes. Um, it's mm-hmm. where he sincerely, and I mean, there is a different, there are people who, you know, acknowledge what's happened and, you know, there some, but, and you know this, it's an, it's an emotional thing. You feel it. Right. That this person actually understands and truly cares as another human being. Right. Obviously, nobody, it's never going to be as painful. Right. For your loss isn't as painful to me as right. it is for you. Right. I know you, that's your, that is, that's your love for Zach. Right. And, um, and nor can mine be, you know, from your perspective. But boy, we can generate a lot of empathy towards one another. Right. And, um, and a, lar- a lot of energy towards doing the right thing, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we can do. So anyway, I started working with him, and the rest is history. I mean, literally, right. next thing I knew, I was doing things that I was just categorically not equipped to do, but I found that I was equipped to do it. 
because it meant a lot to me, and I was sincere, and, and I you just mustered. I don't know where it even came from. Um, I honestly don't. But the but the next or the maybe, strength and the energy. Yeah, the strength and Graham, the energy right? and the and the and but the public uh, thing of it. Mm-hmm. You know, going getting out. We did, I did um, uh, Larry King live covered right. it, and was an hour with my former father-in-law, yes. Graham's grandfather. And, um, you know, that that whole thing, it's live. So mm. nothing, you know, you can't undo what you say. or um, Right. And, um, and in the call-in part, a woman called in. I'll never forget it. And she said, well, what about the responsibility of parents? know what what about what if parents were watching their kids why are you talking about drain covers and and advocating mandating and regulations to have pools and spas outfitted to prevent this from happening couldn't watchful parents prevent it from happening oh wow on the air and I got to say, I was saved by her grandfather, because I because emotionally, this was only two that's, years out yeah. from her dying, or two two and a half. And you know, in grief time, that's nothing. It's nothing. Okay, it's nothing. And grief grief time has a whole different thing. <laughs> right. And um, uh, I I I think I just froze, like froze inside. My heart probably stopped, and um, and of because of course I. Th- have always thought to myself, and still am haunted with the thought, if I'd seen her get in, could I have? I know there's no end to that road. Right. You know, the orthodontist who's recommended that we move to this part of Virginia, the first thing he said to me was, I'm so sorry I ever, ever encouraged you all to move. That's how deep it goes. Right. Anybody wants to have something to have happened differently. Right, and I wanted something to happen differently. I wanted her, and my uh, uh, former father-in-law. He interjected really quickly, and he said, um, uh, "Well, you, you first of all, um, you uh, not everyone is can watch their children. Um, all of them." Um, and have their eyes on each of them at every moment. There's a lot of things that could have been different. There could have been a lifeguard there. There could have been, there's any number of things that could have been different. But most of all, what could have been different is a $75 drain cover that would have saved her life. Right. And it just, and then it steered everything, and then, you know, the next call-ins were, like, from Chris Dodd, a senator from Connecticut, father of three kids, who said, any, any way I can help you, anything <laughs> we can do, any, yes. you know, and there it was. So there, and so that experience was what it was, and I testified different places, the Senate Commerce Committee, and in the House, and there was a lot of struggle, and then I get this call from this woman in Connecticut, um, Maybe Alan told me initially that a little boy had drowned in his backyard pool and his arm had been um, uh, entrapped in a drain. And uh, Karen, you know, that um, 
that call was from you. Somehow we got together, and um, and and I um, had the privilege of meeting with you. And the intent was just to help. I, I actually just thought I could help you, like in some way, just help by with understanding, right. and love, and a shared experience. And all I really wanted to convey to you was, you know, Karen. It's um, we we go on. Un, I mean, the, and and life is rich again. It's not the same. It's rich in a different way. It's lost a lot of its innocence, but it's um, grown in a lot of its depth and appreciation. And that's all I really was after. And instead, look at what happened. Like a water warrior came out of that coffee shop. And it was great because then I got to say, okay, the legislation passed because the, the Zach's loss and Abby's loss yes. were in the news and well uh, um, utilized by Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Senator Klobuchar. So we – and they – and took Senator those stories Dodd. and Senator Dodd, and they took those stories and they gathered support for the bill, and it passed. And I said, "Okay, um, I'm moving to Maine, and um, now I can sell my house in Virginia." And um, and that's what I did. And 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 look at you! I, I'm, <laughs> I'm crowning you mother of mother of not just entrapment but drowning prevention, injury prevention, um, save the kids. It's true. What an honor it is to be with you. And I just I'm in Maine, you know, doing whatever we do in our local government with a uh, select board that um, has a different, you know, I, whatever, you know, politics. Yeah. And, um, and I and I paint, and I uh, continue to show up at drowning prevention things because I think it's inspiring what's changed. It felt so lonely back then, like nobody cared, and the, I don't. And NDPA didn't; they weren't really around. No, that's what we were saying. You know, the evolution has been incredible. And so, first, I want to say that. Yeah, when we spoke, I thought it was maybe through Alan because also, you know, it's six degrees of separation. We also recently had Alan on uh, the podcast, but he is the frat, he's a frat brother of my husband's oh, from Brian's. IU. So they knew each other in high school, even though Alan and Brian weren't the same year. They did have a couple years of overlap in college. And since they were in the same fraternity, they knew each other. And so that's why I don't know if it was Alan who reached out to me on your behalf at first, or I don't know, for some reason, I just remember. I think Alan reached out to me because it was in the news. Okay. Okay. And Alan knew Brian. He said, this is strange. Yes. But Alan isn't the kind of guy who would ever, I know this, he would never reach out to you at a time okay. when that, such raw grief. Okay. He wanted me to be aware of it. Got it. And so I, I think that I may have reached out to you. Right, not okay, so maybe not to through Not involve you in anything, because I thought no. you were probably having a hard time putting on shoes. 
Right. Much I was. less breathing. Yeah. So I think I reached out to you and just you know, out of compassion said, you know, if I, if, if you ever want to meet with me, my daughter also, uh, you know, died in an entrapment. Yes. That's actually, I think, where, and, and that's so what it was. Then okay. We did, we so did it together. Reason, but Alan yeah. wouldn't have put that together. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> not for the purposes of legislation or anything like right. that. Right. And he of would course, never not, in, that. not that early on. No. Yeah. No way. I know there are certain people that have gifts of knowing how to be supportive for just naturally. And he's one of those people during a time of loss. And so is Megan, by the way. (laughs) Because she was so gracious when I first started working with her. And so we'll get into that in a second. Um, Good. So first of all. How long do we have? All day? I know, know. exactly. It's it's 24 minutes and hopefully we have a little longer. Um, I just wanted to. So basically what happened was you and I, you reached out to me and I was so grateful to hear from you because it is so lonely. You feel like you're absolutely lost and you can't, no one can relate to what you're going through. But then when I heard that you had gone through the same type of loss that I had with Zachary, I was so grateful to be able to have a conversation with you. And then, of course, um, with the legislation starting to move forward, that was after that, it was really excite, you know, exciting that it was, because when you and I originally spoke, you were, you said to me, Karen, it's floundering. And I don't know what's going to happen with it, but um, with yeah, it, it had av- failed in the house. It had failed in the house at like two a.m. or something. I remember the call from Alan. Two or three a.m. Debbie Wasserman Schultz said, "No, it was three a.m." I remember exactly when it happened, and um, you know she didn't. She certainly didn't quit. She introduced it again, right? And yeah, and it, when that reintroduction happened, that. Um, when when in, when she reintroduced it, then in pretty quick succession, you know, Abby lost her life and Zach lost her life, and and they passed it in the energy field. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing, I know. <coughs> and so yeah, so that brought me to, um, I was start I was starting to think about. I knew I wanted to do something. I wanted to make a difference. I didn't want another family to have to endure a loss, especially to a drain entrapment, but also to a drowning. And you and I met again, and <laughs> I said, okay, I know that you need to. You needed to honor yourself at that time and your daughters, your surviving daughters, and um, you, you needed to, it was time for you to move on and, Moved to you wanted to move to Maine. You wanted to do your art. You know you wanted to be um, working on your art. And I said, "Okay, now where do I <laughs> okay, pick you up, crazy gal? From, where do I pick up from where you're leaving off?" And so you said, "Okay, well I know this group in D.C. and they um, were part of writing VGB or some of or was oh so um, he was." Ken Nahigian was working for one of the senators. Um, um, Ken Nahigian, I think, was working for someone in commerce. Senator Stevens. Senator Stevens, that's it, right? 
Oh, is that who yes. was? Because actually, if you want to trace back the success of VGB, it is with Ted Stevens from Alaska. Because I was testifying to that committee of which he was the chair. And Ken Nahigan was his chief of staff, I think. Right. So he participated in writing the law. Ken. Yeah. Ken yeah. participated in the yes. writing. And, yeah. you know, and obviously it was also, I mean, Wasserman Schultz's Of course. Staff and, yes. Um, but, uh, and, well, anyway. But you introduced just me to Nahigan's strategies. Yeah. yeah. And you said you should go see Keith and Ken. And so I was, um, I went down to D.C., and I think there was like a snowstorm or something, so you got stuck, you were going to come with me, and I think you got stuck in Virginia because of the snowstorm. No, you didn't make it. Okay. So I went to the meeting by myself. Solo. And I met with Ken. Sorry, I'll never abandon you again. No, Keith (laughs) wasn't there for the same reason. Okay. And then I ended up starting to work with them, and they helped me, and that's actually how I met Megan, because Megan was working for them at the time. And that's so funny, because he, I had a conversation with him before Zach's loss, where I said, you know, how do you kind of move this, how do you gain some influence? How do you, how do you, how, how, how would I, how would I expand this? Yes. And go on. And um, he talked about, he said, well, you can form a nonprofit, you can form a foundation. And, you know, of course, that involves fundraising and this, and you form a board, and you five one two three. And, you know, it, as he went through that, I knew that wasn't me. Right. <laughs> All I knew was I can't stand fundraising. I, I just, that's not what I can do. Um, and all of it, you know, you, you just feel it inside, you know, either, you know, the energy lifts or it depletes. Right. And the, all the passion I felt for the issue in the midst of that structural administrative, I'm sure Megan handles a lot of that for your foundation. Um, and I didn't have a partner, right. you know, I had no one to do it with. Right. So, um, and I had four girls who were depending on me, and I knew that right. wasn't it. So, but how beautiful. Isn't that great? I was able to, like, here, Ken, Ken knows how to do this. Right, exactly. <laughs> it ain't going to be me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, can, I see a courageous woman who's sitting across from me who, yeah, might yeah. be the person. And look what you've done. Well, that's what I Ooh. was saying. They were so lovely from the beginning because they knew it was still early on in my uh, you know, early on after my loss of Zachary, and they were so, all of them, they were protective of us, of Brian and me and our family, and it was really, they made it palatable for us when it I was still raw. I felt protective of you, too. I just want you to know that, because oh, okay. I had run into, you know, different media things where, you know, they have to fill the airways. right the columns on the newspaper and there, I, I just had to actually let intuition lead that but there were a couple of instances where I where I showed up for something and and felt um, that they'd asked me for to, to participate or to do it to um, not because it was the right thing to do 
and after the right target, you know, which was to save lives, but that it was more self-serving than that, mm-hmm. and and that was a bad feeling, and um, yeah, so I was. There was a part of me that was like, well, Ken, Ken will take good care of Karen <laughs> and won't let anyone exploit the, um, the you know, sorrow and loss. And there's exploiters out there everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, not everywhere. Right. But there's there also really good folks out, out there. But, <laughs> but you got to, you, you know, you've got to navigate that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So. I know. So here we are. Here we are. Fast forward so many years later, we're about to talk about the reauthorization of VGV. How exciting and so great that you are still involved. And do you remember when we went to, um, when was it, a few years ago? All I can really remember is how my feet hurt because I dared to wear heels because um, I was back in Washington. I, I threw them all away after I got back to Maine. But anyway, I realized I couldn't do that anymore. Um, so <laughs> things have changed. And But we were part of a panel in front of the Senate, was it the Commerce Committee? The Commerce Committee, yes. Yeah, in order to, to hold on to the funding right. for the grant programs. And I can remember arguing that I really felt that grants should be extended to nonprofits who were doing such great, you know, grassroots, local level um, drowning and becoming models for how to actually implement uh, water safety in in um, in jurisdictions. Um, and and you were it, you know. And 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 guess what? What's what's in the reauthorization, Karen? Tell us what's in that Easter basket. Do you know? <laughs> exactly what you just described. <laughs> and some incentives, too, as well, um, around implementing those. And we haven't even let Megan talk. Um, That's okay. And so um, we also are um, so excited to see if that's going to move forward. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk with... Something tells me you'll work on it. Yeah, well, we've been working on it. Um, not only on the reauthorization of the VGB, but also on what is the next VGB for drowning prevention? What is the next big idea? What can we do to prevent, you know, the way most children are drowning in our country? Which is in backyard pools, which correct? Is, which, is in, which for younger children is in backyard pools, and for older children, for teens, it's in open water. And so really trying to figure out how to, you know, some of it we can we can reach into backyard pools and recommend fencing and alarms and self-latching, you know, gates. But some of it is, layer, you know, these layers of protection that we talk about. But if we want to, I think, make an impact on those teenagers, you know, there's layers for that as well. They're, they're very different, though. So that one to four age range, they're drowning in residential pools. So those mm-hmm. layers of protection mean supervision, fencing, um, you know, ensuring you have safe drain covers, um, swimming lessons, life jackets. But those layers of protection for teenagers look very different. And that means, you know, swimming in designated areas of open water, swimming near lifeguards, lifeguards. swimming with a buddy, wearing a life jacket, 
Um, and so and education, education, education. Exactly. Yeah, and finding a way to get into public schools so that we can be educating kids about water safety and drowning prevention from the earliest of age, right? From when they start in kindergarten all the way through high school, where they're learning about how their risks and opportunities will change, right? It changes as they age, where they drown changes the older they get. And one of our partners has something called the X effect, where the same you know number of children annually are drowning in that one to four age range and in that eleven you know to eighteen age range, and trying to figure out how to break that that barrier and educate the public about what that means. I have a question. Can I? Am I ask, allowed yes, to ask a question? Of course, of course. You are. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm going to interview you too. Please. Um, <laughs> we're turning it right around. Throw me your hat. <laughs> um, anyway, I just wanted to. Ask the question, um, how, and, and I have found that, um, you know, I could be at someone's backyard pool or whatever and see that, you know, their drain cover is not, um, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be VGB approved. Oh. And because, of course, VGB doesn't extend to residential. Or I'll see, you know, particularly in Maine, you know, I'll see um, little kids at the edge of a lake, you know, in two feet of water. We know it doesn't take two feet of water for them to drown. And parents up, you know, having a beer and eating. And um, I, I wonder if you encounter, and, and when I broach it with them, you know, this child could very easily, you know, really important. You know, I try to do it gently. Right. Um, but people get very defensive, mm. like not here, not in my backyard. It's not. Oh, happen. I'm watching them. Oh, so when it comes, sometimes it seems to be a struggle to promote water safety when you're having to sort of march through um, a kind of like that's not a sexy topic. This sort of a wall of resistance of. Who wants to think about that, right? And do you run into that in your work where people are like, mm, we don't? I think nowadays, or I think, you know, as more, like many of our, part, many of our partners know about drowning prevention and water safety. And so, you know, even here at the conference, we've seen some great groups that are working with parents. You know, parents are putting their children in swimming lessons, mm -hmm. and they're not only just teaching them, you know, how to blow bubbles, you know, and introductory lessons to swimming, you know, float on your back. They're teaching the parents that, and, and teaching the kids, like they're teaching the kids, ask your parent, before you go into the water. Yeah, setting up a structure. Yes, yeah. and they're also in, engaging the parents in the lessons yeah. and making sure that they're paying attention to what's going on. And so, yeah, I'm sure there are still situations like that where parents don't want to be told how to raise their kids, you know, in a way. Because they feel that it's veiled criticism or something. Right. That they can't. Well, there's also that, like, method of self-protectionism that – you know, if I get too close to you or learn too much about your story, I don't want to believe that that could happen to me. Right. So, I mean, it's denial, and denial is a 
powerful part of being human. Yes, right. absolutely. It's right. it's a method of self-protection, right? Right. right. Um, yeah, so thanks. I think that That's is right. that is Good real, but it, it does hurt though, doesn't it? Because you're like, wait a minute, if it happened to me, it could very easily happen to and you. And I'm not saying it just to hurt to your feelings. Yeah. Anything. I'm <laughs> right. saying right. because you might know 10 people who would also benefit from hearing this and maybe one life might be saved. Right. Do right. that. But anyway, I've that yeah, organizations, yes, they're going to be much more. But I was wondering on sort of a personal yeah. level because right. eventually if they go into schools, they're talking to families. They're talking to individuals. They're not talking to organizations. Right. You guys are trying to change things, change individuals, a culture. Change a culture, water. exactly. You are changing yeah. a culture. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, always, I, always, I always tell this story with Megan where I was in Florida with my kids and I was at the beach and um, Henry and Sydney were younger and they did not want to get out of the water. And so I was standing, you know, within arm's length of length of them, although they know how to swim. Um, they were probably, I don't know, maybe like nine and 10 or seven, seven and eight. Yeah. And um, so I was standing close enough to them, but they wouldn't get out. So finally I said, okay, I'm walking up. And I'm going to get our stuff. We have to leave. You need to get out of the water. And this lifeguard came running over to me and said, no, no, no. You cannot do that. You can't leave them by the water and go back up to your to where your towel is. And I was like, well, you don't understand. I'm trying to get Who? them out. Can you? And then I I'm said. I'm luring them. Yeah. And then I uh, said to can him. Can you reject them from the ocean? But then I, exactly. So yeah. I said to him, can you do me a favor? Can you tell them to get out because they're oh, not good for you. to me? <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, I do. I, does, does that lifeguard now work for you? <laughs> I know, exactly. I know. I hired him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I know. It's, it's, there, I'm sure there can be situations like that. And, um. Even Joe Bird was describing how when he goes to the when he goes to the supermarket, um, he hands out his cards and he says, "Are you teaching your?" He'll see like a young family. And yeah, say, he was discussing that right, this exactly. morning at the <laughs> conference. I yeah. heard that. Um, so he said, and sometimes, right? He said, yeah. sometimes I'm really given like the hairy eyeball, like who is this older gentleman coming over and talking to me, um, and you know, telling me how to, you know what to teach my kids, yeah. you know, how, you know, yeah. what they need to know. But he said, you know, oftentimes he does receive a thank you. Well, so. and there's, there's this beautiful phrase, you know, that goes, you know, we will see from our own, we will see how our own experience can benefit others, right? right. No matter how far, you know, in our experience, we've fallen. We'll see how it can benefit others. And, um, and I, and I think, I think that, the multitude of efforts being that have been generated mm. in the last decade around water safety, um, yours included, uh, are are really an example of that. Look at what has changed. Right, absolutely. Look at what has changed, and I mean, how it's. Changing. I don't, I hope. I I would love to believe that you know there's no more parents who are gonna you know one day wake up. Without a child, I know. You know who they were living with and loving yesterday, right? Due to drowning, that I know, uh, but that's not where we are. No, and when that day, um, you know, 
when 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 it ha- when another parent this summer or let's be honest, what is it, four hundred kids now? So tomorrow, when another parent wakes up without their child, and they go to now a search engine called Google, right? They will see that there are so so many organizations to support them in grief, to support them in advocacy, to support them should they wake up one day and want to be, you know, are inclined, have the gifts or the skills or the know-how or the even the curiosity, right? Um, to uh, get involved in a legislative process. Mm-hmm. There's there there's an there's an on ramp now. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just grateful that um you were an on ramp for me, Karen, that feeling of like, wow, there's somebody else who I could call tomorrow and say, um, you know, I'm having a really terrible day and I'm struggling a little bit with this. Do you remember X? And you know, find find that common find that common bond. So, um, and I'm, if the Zach Foundation ever needs anything besides a million dollars, I don't have that. <laughs> but if the Zach Foundation ever needs <laughs> anything, you know, that I'd be so like honored, privileged to do it. Um, I get another privilege next month in May or. I get to take my granddaughter, Lucy, mm-hmm. who's six months old, get to take her to her very first swim lesson. Oh, so exciting. At the at a Y in Boston. Aww. There is something beautiful. Her name is Lucy Graham, is her middle name. And um, I just think, wow, what an amazing thing. And swim lessons, are, you know, go on there. The Y in Boston is very, um, you know, they're inexpensive, they're accessible, Ys are everywhere. So isn't that wild that I'm that old? And, and um, you know, that there is an emphasis and an effort to get kids. Um, I don't think you ever want them comfortable in water. Right. But like you said, indoctrinated. It's a full circle moment for you. It is a full circle moment, isn't it? Yeah. Really is, yeah, yeah. This is too to be a guest on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with us. We've already taken up so much of your time, Um, and I know that we could continue to talk for the next few hours. But normally, our podcasts are not that long. (laughs) I know, I know. Oh, thank God! (laughs) We're so excited to have. We'll have you back, though. Otherwise, it won't be a trap door under this chair. It'll be the whole room will disappear. <laughs> oh, I love it. We will have missed the rest of the and conference. I hear that there's going to be a conference in Colorado yes. next year in February. Yes. I mean, if all I do is just go to conferences <laughs> and in great parts of the country. Right. Uh, what fun. I know. Yeah. I know. So. so you are, your family's so creative, um, you know, whether they're first responders like your daughter who's a nurse or you amazing yeah, and a mommy um, or you with your art. Um, I wanted to, you know, so first, if you want to know about Nancy or about Graham or the Virginia Graham Baker Pool and Spa Safety Act, as Nancy said, you can just Google and find out so much information about 
Virginia Graham Baker, the Pool and Spa Safety Act, and the impact that it's had on drowning prevention. But if you want to know more about Nancy and her art, you can go to nancytbaker.com um, and find some of her art that's available for sale or no? That's kind of you. Yeah, a lot of it is. Or Mars Hall Gallery in Tenants Harbor. M-A-R-S and then H-A-L-L, Mars Hall Gallery okay. in Tenants Harbor, Maine. Yep, so she has a lot of my pieces. And the coffee shops have pieces, and the pharmacies have pieces. Mine's all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So, yeah, so if you want to find out more about Nancy, just Google. You'll find everything you need to know. And if you want to look at her art, um, please visit one of those websites. We hope to have you back soon. Thank you. I'd love to to be back. I would love to be with you. So this is wonderful. Wonderful. Well, how about we have you back once the VGB is reauthorized to celebrate? Uh, let's do that. And do, this yeah. is my very first podcast ever. <gasps> I'm feeling um, really hip right now <laughs> because, I mean, my daughters do it. I have a couple of daughters in entertainment, and you know they do podcasts. But, wow. Here, so thank you oh, for bringing so me into the current um Era? Era. Yes. Whatever this is. Yeah. Well, thank you, because so many of our listeners, we refer to Graham in so many of our episodes, so it's really nice to have you on here to share more about her life and what legacy you've created That's for right. her, so it's pretty incredible. Well, thank you for thank you for speaking her name. Oh. I do love it, and I, I, I truly do. Oh, that's so this is wonderful. Thanks. And you will always have a special place in my heart. You will always be my dear friend. <laughs> Strangers one day, intimate friends the next. the next. And Zach and Graham, I do envision them. He has such beautiful eyes, I think. And she did. I mean, and she did they really as well. would have made a cute couple. So <laughs> let's hope they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> a couple in the world beyond. That's and, right. Um, uh, I like to think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, parents you, make very bad matchmakers, by the way. <laughs> so, anyway, that's sorry. Too funny. <laughs> um, it's funny, we were at a dinner party, and the dad said to me, My son comes with a dowry if your daughter would consider him. Oh, my and word. I, <laughs> how funny. We're far off from that. Now, that is a different era. I know, right? Isn't right? that funny? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, thank you for being with us today. Thanks again, Nancy. A delight. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would, please um, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends and family. We would be so grateful. And with that, have a great week, and we'll talk with you soon. 